Gremlins are just doing the rounds in this situation, but you know what? We persevere. That, that's what I always believe in. Definitely. I believe that. And um, I, I think more of what I was saying was more guided towards me uh, than it mm. was towards you. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'd yeah. shut off. I just needed so, to hear that back to myself. Indeed. Indeed. Beautiful and beautiful. So I like how you mentioned about your 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 closer right how has your closer heritage um uh, inspired your being when when i mean your being is like your writing journey your identity understanding your place within the whole um discourse about being you how has it inspired you like can you enlighten us on that part um basically i was like any other south african black child who was raised in the township i grew up on sabc1 and we had nothing besides sabc1 and if you were around at the time you would have seen that it was a little bit of our um education our our content that we're creating but mainly exported from america so I grew up with that identity crisis. You know, when you, like, I think there's a Drake line that says that people make the city that they in seem better than the one that you in. So I grew up with that. And a lot of us suffer from that way. We wanted to be fake Americans and um, be subscribing to that culture so much so that we devalued our own. And um, I came into my own in my 20s. And uh, I appreciated that. And um diving into spirituality helped me trying to find my essence more as a, as a Kosa person, but most importantly, as a black person in Africa, because there's so much connection. I learned about how we connected to the Egyptians, how we connected to the East Africa, how um, the, what, what is it? Um, the migration of the Bantu people. There's so much. You can't just connect it directly to the closer people in the Eastern Cape. You need to know you come from as many people as possible. I embrace my Khoisan roots because I know what it means to be a Khoisan and to be a Khoisan with the Bantu people. So there's a lot of me I'm learning. And um, it was a lot of negative conditioning from the television back in the day. But I've gotten to a point where I appreciate my blackness and I appreciate my Africanness. And um, this journey of self-discovery has helped me get better at that. And I mean, I use spiritual um, references from my closer people, from a lot of African people. And um, I practice Africanity in terms of my spirituality as well. And um, so I have grown into accepting who I was and I moved away from the conditioning that I received growing up about how we less than and how things could have been better if you're someone else. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it's totally beautiful. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it because um, a lot of people, um, when I look at it as, as Africans and also from the various parts of, of Africa, for me, with my Zimbabwean heritage, um, around the early the early 2000s, there was a, a huge backlash around the uh, adoption of the American culture. And people back whilst I was growing up, people would uh, use twangs to describe themselves. They would be called uh, masalad. Like they, 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 it was a, it was actually an acronym for which which kind of like sub, subverted people to come back to the um to their own traditional roots. 
anyway i love it i love the your your yeah. your, your your enlightenment around the kosa and also your koisan um heritage how you embracing it and yeah, how I'll has... definitely um yes sir no no go carry on carry on carry on and um i wanted to add that um our miseducation about who we are look at who we trying to follow black americans black mm. americans do not have a culture they don't know where they come from they come from us so can you imagine the juxtaposition of trying to find yourself on someone who's trying to find themselves in you and um mm. that has affected us immensely as africans and our lack of education in our interconnectivity is literally what is causing all these xenophobic attacks if we knew what was going on and how much of ourselves was saved due to us being um in camaraderie we wouldn't be doing these things because the reason why we're failing is because we don't understand that the reason why we survived so long slavery and colonization was because we pulled together at all the time like i the people would tell you the mk soldiers were in zim they were in angola people were helping each other throughout the country to fight oppression and that died away and uh what we have a lot of divisions so i just wanted to add that thank you so much i really really appreciate it and you know for me as a as an immigrant who's trying to add positivity within the community of south africa and having you on this platform at least we know we cannot have we cannot be like people who are honking the limelight but trying to sow the seeds of understanding that we are all from the same tree anyway exactly. i love that so yeah so and I, I, um I, I've, coming back from I've, i've seen the stuff on twitter i don't talk um i don't believe in being a loud mouth if i can't action something then i just keep quiet about it but i've seen the 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 what is it the spaces that people have had about how people need to go back to zim and stuff like that uh, <laughs> that just like makes me laugh because that's so unnecessary yeah. we could be so further if we focused on love and connectivity true true appreciate that so i i like how you can i'm going to take you a little bit backwards again just not too back but to your the part that you talked about the miseducation of the negro what i'm trying to build towards that is the lack of education that i like how you 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 put you, you uh, infuse that part has the the lack of education within our african communities can we say has it inspired is it the reason one of the reasons why that inspired you to become a writer if i put it out there like that no <laughs> no okay. not at all mm. I, 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 like i said before i wanted to be a teacher my whole life this writing thing just came from god i don't even know um how else to explain it it was always supposed to happen like i said i've been writing since i was a child the, the only release i have for my pains and the sufferings that i suffer as a human being is through the art of writing and releasing and then having the ability to enunciate it and talk about it so uh no that has never my education has always been my education i've always been interested in education i always um say that i'm a forever student because i love it i i'm a boring person i always say this and people need to understand how boring i am <laughs> because i'm a nerd i stay up on night watching these documentaries <laughs> that we're talking yeah. about and people always think that i don't take it seriously i do take it seriously i do study uh, the ruins in zimbabwe and take those seriously i do study the ruins in uganda and take those seriously i do study the wars i studied um stalin from russia and i was like hello 
this is what everybody <laughs> <laughs> i get excited from this so <laughs> sorry if i bore you to death but it's my doing it's things that i want to do not because i want to educate people about it if it's we so happen to talk about it good but really my thing in life and my thing in life is, is has always been to 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 get people to be better at themselves and i do that through just education my interest alone has been i've never wanted to be like a savior or something <laughs> mm, i love to hear that i love to hear that so pardon me to sound as if i'm a stalker but i really appreciate your your taste in fashion can you just walk us through your appreciation in fashion how does how do you describe your fashion taste i don't think i am a fashionable person i believe in comfortability more than anything else and i have never been a person who was i've wore jeans throughout my whole entire existence jeans and t-shirts jeans and t-shirts i grew into my appreciation of my feminine aspect and that had to do with certain things that's a whole journey on its own me being comfortable in my skin and me being able to express that with clothing with hair that was a journey i can write a book about it but really i was never that person because i grew up on the other and the other meant i grew up having to use a lot of my masculine energy to try and save myself because i felt um uncomfortable in in existing and i i i was mistrusting everything that was going on around me so i always grew up um as um what do you call masculine energy person so i never took those things seriously i really only started taking it seriously now and i can tell you the day that i decided to take it so i took it seriously before and i could see the benefits of it but really it came home to me when i was watching diana ross and she was talking about the fact that everything ties together she she said she was doing her makeup since the 80 what is it she was around since the 40s or whatever i don't know diana ross is a legend and she yeah, talked yeah. about the art of femininity and how we can use all of these tools to create a better whole she never said you need to look nice for a man or other females she just said something important to me about the art of creating the masterpiece and understanding that everything is important the outward experience um <clears throat> experience um appearance i mean the out, outward appearance is important the inward appearance is important and how that creates a whole aura on its entirety and i got it before i never got it because everyone said you must look nice and i was like no man diana said it so nicely to me about how it entices the entirety of the um the aura that you exude as a person and i've been moving towards more of my feminine energy and that helps <laughs> wow. if you get what i'm saying but it was no i did i never thought it was fashion i when i grew up i wanted to be a fashionista or something like that i think we all have those dreams because we watch tv and be like i want to be a designer i design things but the mm. art of being a complete woman who's wrapped in 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 shiny clothing that sort of like exudes what she feels on the inside i never got it until diana ross said it and i was like yes god thank you <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it i like um i like you in the conversation you said about tapping into your masculine energy um yeah. so you tapping you tapping into your masculine energy was it a a survival tactic yeah or did you responding to your environment why were you tapping into it it was a survival tactic like um again i'm sorry if i get emotional um 
really i grew up under hard circumstances it was mm. very hard i mean if you even see kailicha today you would know exactly what i'm talking about i mean you can if you are alive for five consecutive days it's a good day if you don't get mugged tomorrow it's a good day if you don't hear gunshots on any single day it's it's a better day that was the environment outside and the environment inside at home was even more worse because i was in that home and i couldn't get out and i i wrote about it intensely in the book i don't want to bore everybody with those details but it was a rough environment and i was raised by a lot of what i understand now to be wounded females that means females who are not getting enough love and nurture from their partners so they also themselves put themselves in that masculine energy of being um the active partner working looking and and those things so i remember explicitly when i was growing up i told myself i never wanted to be with a man for the sake of being with a man and i remember explicitly explicitly saying to myself that i really want to be able to rescue myself out of any situation that I was in and i if i don't want to stay i don't have to stay and um that was with men until i got caught up <laughs> and that was with life in general like work until i got caught up i think you do everything until you get caught up if you don't learn as you go so it was a definitely a choice for me i if you ask me again what i do it again the answer is yes i would but it it came with a lot of pains like everything else that you do to the extreme i'm not trying to do away with that masculine energy because it made me who i am what i'm trying to do is balance it out with my feminine energy so that i am in some form of like equilibrium but i grew up in a place where you have to be hard 24/7 365 and you don't get out of a hard place into a soft place without being wounded and scattered and um that then introduced me to fumbo to my feminine self um so no i didn't want to be a masculine female i was raised to be one and i had to be hit a hard stop for me to realize i was going in the wrong direction it was really a hard hard stop <laughs> and it happened at the same time was the relationship and it was work and i was like really so you guys really <laughs> want me out <laughs> and so i've been been actively working at that wow and wow. not i'm not telling you a word of a lie every time my relationship was fucked up my work was fucked up so they worked together ultimately <laughs> like if, if i was feeling heat at work best believe my man was giving me heat so i couldn't be happy at home and i had to do away with both that because in my relationship yeah. i was operating in the same masculine energy as i was in my work so every time shit was hitting the fan it hit the fan at the same time <laughs> wow true true and, like yeah and i'm not telling i didn't want to stop but i had to hit a hard stop on both the love life and on the working part and it it just had to happen and that's what happens in life when you are an extremist mm. like i i appreciate from what you like from what you've shared with me right now i i i'm picking up the the a, a very interesting theme that i would like us to to explore the power of decision what is decision making to you how do you break it down um oh, what i can give you an example that i give in my book you don't know what you're saying until you leave what you're saying mm. and um i i told you i grew up impoverished and mm. i remember explicitly reading a magazine it was drum magazine drum was like mm. a big deal growing up 
And I read a magazine and I was reading this article about independent females in Joburg who were staying in their apartments, drinking wine, lonely as fuck, but successful in their careers. And I was like, oh, hello, child, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> mm. And I remember mm. being in my place in 2017 in the thick of it. Everything is just messed up now. Everything I thought I was building is just like on the floor, shattered. And I remember that day, I was like, really, I made myself this person because I really was excited. I remember I was excited. I wasn't even looking. Like, right now, I would read the article and be like, why would you want to be alone? But when I read it then, I was like, hello, drinking wine in my own apartment. Hello, executive manager. That's exactly what I want to do. And I went and did it. And it came with pains. And that's what I mean by a hard stop. Every decision that you make, will they, at some point, it's going to come to a stretching halt. And unfortunately for me, it was everything that had to come to a stretching halt. So decisions that you make really and that carry energy are what keeps you going for a long time until they can't keep you going anymore and new decisions have to be made and continue to go. And that's exactly where I am now, knowing that the life that I had was my decisions now I'm making new decisions and I need to move in the direction of the new decisions. The power of the tongue, the power of the mind, really that's what decision-making is about. And whatever decision you make, that's the direction you're going to go. Lovely. So, and, I, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I was going to say now, people are going around um, calling themselves uh, the toxic queens and the bad bitches. That's exactly who you're going to be. And um, at some point, it's going to have to stop and you're going to have to become someone else. It's not a bad thing. It's just understanding that the only thing that's constant in life is change. Mm, 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 if it mm. serves you, good for you. And I always say there's no right decision. There's no wrong decision to live your life. It's just that when it's time to go, go. It's time to go, go. Yeah. Right. Can you, I just I just want you to to walk us through your 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 um your your literary work uh, I before we so when I look at it from a bird's eye view especially the cover art it's so striking and it's so easy for the heart um why did you choose that cover design. Well, it was after, like, I think it was like the first time we were free after quarantine. I don't know, does your thing stop in 20 minutes or does it continue? We're gonna, I'll tell you, don't worry, I'll tell, I'll tell you. Okay. Um, so, because yeah. I don't know if, um, so, um, yeah. we were walking, we were taking a hike with my friend and mm -hmm. um, we took this picture. Um, so I asked her to take the picture. Yeah. I didn't know what, what I was seeing at the time, but I remember having the picture at home. And if you can see the picture, there's like, I don't know what that type of um, plant that is, but it's in the forefront. And then there's like a fence. And then there's more plants at the back yeah. after the fence. So I was yeah. like, it's talking to the book because really you are the main staring in your life and you have a fence of your boundaries, your beliefs and everything. And everybody is then is on the other side of that fence and I was like this is genius I I, I really I, I this is exactly what I wanted to say that you are your own self and everything else is secondary to you so I love it I love I love the way you are building into the 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 the, the, the artistic perspective behind it so you, so if I if I'm looking at it, looking at it in this perspective, you are an independent um, 
right? Huh? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So, any words of advice to all the independent writers out there? Um, from your experience so far, what would you like to advise people? It's hard as fuck. Don't do it if you don't want to do it. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I can't tell you how many times I literally sat in my bathtub crying my eyes out, asking God why. It really is hard. It's not for the faint-hearted. If you want to do it for a little clout, go twerk or be a DJ or do something else that's currently cool. But really, it's hard as fuck, guys. You wake up one day and you get your report for your quarterly reports. You've been grinding and you only have two cells and you're like, really, is it worth it? Uh, and then you put your thing back and flip it and reverse it and wake up again and do it. And I was like, oh, this thing is not for the faint-hearted. And I mean, I dub bus, I think I'm one of the hardest working people I know, and I'm very strong as fuck. And yes, if I felt like giving up at times. If mm. you are weak, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> or go the route of being established and uh, of being published through an established house that can do the marketing for you, that can do everything for you, then all you have to do is show up and be cute. But really don't be an indie writer if you're not about the hard grind of waking up. (laughs) And because really your only motivation is yourself. No one's going to be like, yo, B, you haven't posted any content this week. Do it. No one, no one, no one. Not even your friends. They don't care. No one cares. Mm. Even the people you think care, they don't care. It's you. (laughs) you're not going to get support like not even your boyfriend you're going to be pissed off at times be like oh babe why didn't you post my looks and wisdom ah because he's busy Mm -hmm. doing other things you really like it's just so many emotions you get pissed off at people for not supporting you and then you're like Mm. i am really alone on this road and then once you get to the point that you're really alone on this road then you start working like now i'm becoming more relaxed into it than i was trying to push trying to get results because i'm that person you know i'm businessman so (laughs) i try to (laughs) get like some results show me some results where is the return (laughs) on investment give it to me (laughs) (laughs) and it's not there and it's not there and you have to keep grinding until Mm. one day it's there but other than that no don't do it if you're weak don't do it rather be find a house to push you (laughs) so i'm being serious i'm not lying so you decide. So you deciding to be an indie. Is it by choice, or do you want to own your masters? What What's happening there? Hey, help, help, Oprah help. said I must do it. The only reason I'm pushing is because Oprah said I must do it. <laughs> <laughs> she said that if you don't own any of your artistry, you're gonna starve. We are artists at the end of the day, yeah. and we know that businesses and enterprises make money of us. And I always mm. say this, guys: no revolution is ever going to be a revolution without money. If you are trying to be, uh, oh, goody, I don't need money, then uh, you in a wrong life. This life yeah. is about amassing money and showing people you have money so they take you seriously. So, no, it, you have to push your own self. No one's coming to wake you up. But going back to what you said, Oprah said I must own everything um, that <laughs> I do. And um, she spoke yeah. to me personally on the phone. I was like, yo, B. Listen, own everything. Yeah. Don't give everything off to someone else and unless you have to. Try to keep as yeah. much as what you're doing to yourself. Like, I mean, she did it. Um, she had she was like one of the first um television hosts to have her own PR in the inside in her own company, have her own production mm. house in her own company, 
do everything literally under the Oprah Winfrey umbrella. And I was like, if really I'm trying to be the best at this, I just really have to push through. If it takes five years for me to get to the point of breakthrough, then Let's we're just going to have to wait for it because the dividends are going to be larger than me piggy banking off of a big house that's going to take all of my money anyway. So, yeah, no, Oprah said I must do it. So I'm really trying hard, <laughs> y'all. It's very hard. I'm not going to lie. It's hard. Sometimes I was like, see people who are dropping books and they get like instant fame. They are here with the top seller, best seller, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, sabawel, sabawel. <laughs> but I'm on the other side, really just taking my small steps. Wow. So looks, be, looks and wisdom, what's, what's that all about? Really, I just wanted to have a fun way of having serious conversation. Like I told you before, I'm boring. So yeah. everything that I do, even if I like speak normal, I remember I was at a party and I asked they were yeah. like, what is that do question thing, truth or dare? And I wrote yeah. my questions and I thought they were cool questions. And um, after the game, everybody was analyzing the questions. They came to my card and were like, who's asking all of these boring questions? And I was embarrassed. So I kept quiet. I didn't want to come forward and be like, yeah, it's me. I wrote the boring questions. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so mm -hmm. I figured out that what I'm doing is boring to people. And uh, what I'm doing is not necessarily easy to digest. So what can I do to make it better? And I remember I started because hip hop is one of my lifesavers in life and music in general. So I was like, let me add a little bit of hip hop to it. And then I got more ideas to like include pop culture. And I was like, let me include historical figures. So I'm like, literally what I say is I find wisdom from everywhere. And I tried to make it fun so that people get the message without being bored with the narrative of it all. Wow. Yeah. True. So I, I I like how you you, men, you mentioned about um, hip hop. So which yeah. from from your from your um um private collection, which is your favorite album from your private collection? It's so insane because I could name a lot of albums, but really I am gonna yeah. say Jay Z's Kingdom Come. Not because mm. it's the best sonic. It sounds great to me because it has a lot of um history mm. to it. Um. And I will say that Jay-Z was a crack um, seller before and then he made it as a rapper and then he went on to be um, executive at Def Jam. So that accumulation of all of that knowledge into that Kingdom Come album, I mean, I was like, what? Jay, give me more information. Write that down, <laughs> write that down. Because he had such an immense, and I love Jay because he really comes from the streets and made it. He is the person who solely makes me believe in evolution because he is about it. So Kingdom Come for me is that album. I mean, it starts with one of my, I mean, that was my theme for when I was coming to UJ to do my course and then ultimately in corporate, you know, you got this fantasy in your head about getting out of this life and set in the corporate world and its ears what the f you're gonna do except hustle i was yes. like exactly jay i'm gonna go and hustle so that album for me is is very personal because of that and the information that he gives us i mean he starts with that and then he tells us he can't be a pimp because he really doesn't have a stomach for that so he really has to stay in rapping and then he goes and tell us about how hard it is and how he's gonna keep on grinding and then the last song that he gives us is, um, what is it? Life is but a dream. And him manifesting the life that he has now. And I was like, 
and that was in 2006. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. album for me really makes me believe, <laughs> really makes me believe it. I mean, I mean, on days where you have haters, you do have um, that dig a hole song, Bury Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a full album and 30 something. I mean, I believe that my life was going to be better when I heard 30 something by Jay. I was like, you ain't got enough stamps on a passport to fuck with young BB international and i was like if jay's saying that life is going to be better at 30 then clearly life is going to be better at 30 and i'm in 30s right now and i'm like yeah he was right <laughs> so it's a full right. body of album it's not the best commercial but the what he's talking about and the strides of life and how to overcome it he really is teaching you how to move in a room full of vultures i mean that's the information we want from jay <laughs> yeah, true, 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 yeah true, true. so really just just that album uh, i can go on i literally can go from song to song <laughs> there's a song called mama oh. i made it about how he dreamt of buying his mama house he didn't know it was going to be possibly be in rome and the whole album like dig a hole about letting your enemies dig their own self about yeah. keeping quiet and letting the game play while you're waiting for you to kick the the, the chair really because that's mm. what what it's it's so important like i love that album i'm sorry if i'm going overboard but really yeah. that's the album that largely because jay has already had three lives being marcy then trying to be um a rapper then selling crack then being a rapper and then being an executive never been yeah. to college i mean you really want knowledge from someone who is doing it and I mean, Jay could be considered as an indie person too because he never got a record deal himself. He had to nah. make it happen. So, and I was watching I love... his Hall of Fame. <laughs> I love Hope. Yeah. Sorry, I could talk about Hope all day because <laughs> he really he, he makes me believe that I can do it because he's out there doing it with no motherfucking help from any institution. No one thought he could do it. People will never say Jay had an error, but his whole life is an error. And I love that. You love that. And yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I really, really appreciate how you, you're actually breaking down and also sharing it as your, your passion. Because that, that's, yeah. one of the, that's one of the founding principles of this podcast is to yeah. give iconic people like you the platform to express yourselves because... It's your it's your show and you're running it and you're painting the canvas <laughs> so well and I'm absolutely impressed. So Thank any you. any final words? Oh, I always have final words and I always say this because every day I try to believe it more than the day I said it before. So your life is really your life. And mm. I really believe that when we die, we're really going to have a movie of the life that we've had. And I always try to move in the direction that's going to make me more, what is it, more fulfilled. I don't think there's a wrong or right way to do life, but we create our own hells. And what I'm trying to do is make sure that my hells and my heavens are equal so that I'm in equilibrium. And um, I always say to people that you only have one life and um, if you're really going to watch a movie about your life, what would you want it to be? You are the director. You are the casting manager. You can remove and take people. And uh, recently I've been reading, um, what is it, Ecclesiastes. It talks about how life is nothing and how we hold on to smoke. But really, it's just smoke. When you touch it, it's gone. So 
I'm trying to believe that life really is a movie and I am literally the, the executive director and I am um, the producer and I am the casting manager and I can navigate these casts and write these stories according to how I feel comfortable. But that in itself says that as much wisdom as we can have about what we want life to be, the most important thing to know is that life is not for hours to hold on to it's 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 i think ecclesia says that it's smoke and mirrors really when you think you have a hold of it you don't it 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 passes and goes somewhere else so i try to not hold on like i told you i grew up masculine energy so that means a lot of control so i'm trying to let go of the control and try to float with the flow of my life instead of trying to direct it so much and uh and create this great movie that i'm ultimately going to be proud of watching when the actual director yells cut and I have to go to the next phase. So try to live your life in a way that pleases you. There's no right or wrong way to live. I genuinely believe that God is the heaven and the hell. We just have to navigate it accordingly. And um, just don't take it seriously. I need to say that to myself more than anybody because I really am that boring person who tries to take it seriously. <laughs> so yeah, no, those are the two things. It's your movie, you get to create what you want and secondly it's not that serious you're gonna die anyway with all the wisdom with not going out to parties don't don't be that person ma'am miss these are these are just gems miss polanisi thank you so much for your time thank you i can't wait to see this mm. <laughs> We're so inviting you the next the next time. So I hope so. We get a what's called a camera. We'll be inviting you over. Oh Hello, no! We'll, yes, I was we'll so happy. Like, our, oh, I don't have to wear makeup. <laughs> yeah, you know. Now this time we'll be making our way to your to you, and then we'll sit down and have a proper face to face conversation. Yes. And uh, thank you so much and you're a blessing in our lives we really really appreciate your time and your presence and keep on inspiring everybody who dreams to be a person like you thank you and thank you so much i really want to say congratulations on your book it's a great book um it's made me emotional <laughs> which wow. is great okay. and it's made me thought it's it it's what we need like those are the conversations we need to bring in the forefront and I'm mm -hmm. proud of you as an artist. I see your poetry every day. And I'm like, why can't I come up with like smart things like that? Like, come on, God, come on. <laughs> yeah, well, but yeah. you, really, you really are a talent. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so proud of your journey. And uh, I'm here if you need anything. Appreciate it. Till next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.